It's time for the show that everyone knows. It's time for the Green Side Up Show. All right, here we are. Welcome into episode three, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, what are we going to talk about here, Max? Uh, on docket today, we're going to talk about family tents. We'll uh, have the famous mini rants. We'll also let you. We're also going to talk about things you might want to know. Things people would like to know. These are the kind of things I think people would like to know. And uh, we will get in and caught up with our good friend, Mitch Robbins. Yeah, Mitch, he's uh, he's going to have some uh, serious integration into our podcast. Well, Mitch is in advertising, radio advertising specifically. And, yeah. and, and we'll, we'll let you know a little bit more about what we talked about when we caught up with Mitch. But um, he gave us some good advice on how to attract... Advertisers such as GearMaster, that's G E A R M A S T R dot com, tell us how to attract them as a customer to sponsor the podcast. So it'll be a good time catching up with him for real. For real. All right, what else are we going to talk about? MLS playoffs. Yep, we're going to go outside the box and talk about why American, why America to play, can have playoffs. still can't get it right. Soccer and playoffs. Playoffs? You're not talking about playoffs? You gotta win the match. Yeah, what's the tables look like? The, I'll I'll talk about the table. I have very strong opinions about the table this week. Absolutely, very emotionally attached to the table. All right, let's get into it right now. Uh, why don't you go first, Max? What's uh, what, what kind of things do you think people would like to know? Well, let me just by start off by saying that uh, I have been an Uber driver for about nine months now, going on nine going on ten months. I have driven. Uh, for Uber, I am uh, I'm currently sure. currently have given uh, I believe my my ride counts up to like f- uh, 500 rides, and I've got another 100 and so many rides with Lyft. So I drive for both, and uh, Uber right now is starting to give gift cards that you can buy, and people can use a gift card to uh, use when they travel or when they go out of town uh, on U- with Uber. I'll bet you got some pretty good stories. I got great stories, and maybe if uh, if if you want to comment on if you want to turn in a Uber stories as a segment of this podcast, uh, we can definitely uh, we should explore that. We could explore that that avenue. But yeah, there's some definitely good stories. Uh, you meet a lot of fascinating people. You get a you get to talk to them. My, I apparently don't ask all the right questions. No, when it, when because when you tell me the people, stories. I naturally want to know certain things, and then you didn't ask those questions. Right, like where the person worked. I know what they do, I just don't know who they do it for. So anyway, uh, so if you're interested in getting your, your, your friend, your family member, uh, an Uber gift card that is now available, uh, you, can, you can do that in increments of, I believe, of, of t- 5, 25, 50. Uh, but anyway, it would be a good thing to give somebody for Christmas with the holidays coming up. I think that it's, it's a good thing so people will be able to try it. And as, as they try it and they use it, they will see uh, how great of a service it actually is. And well, well, a perfect example is our, our parents. Yeah, they're, they're going on they're a cruise. They're going to go on a cruise. Yeah, maybe and we'll they're going to need an Uber. Yeah, maybe we'll give them a gift card. Maybe we'll He's give like, them we'll just take card. a taxi. And I said, no, no, you won't take a taxi. Yeah, it was going to be like four times as much. So, so well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just thought that'd be so that's something, something people, people would like, like to know. know. So you can get an Uber gift card. All right, mine's mine's a little bit on the somber side today. We had a 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say you can pick those up, uh, Target, Walmart, CVS Pharmacies, places like that. Okay. Moving on. Sorry about your somber moment. That's all right. We're going to have a somber mo- moment. Uh, this morning, I turned on the radio and found out that uh, a, a 24-year-old professional baseball player had died over the weekend in a boating accident, and I also heard that uh, Arnold Palmer, who is a one of golf's kings, uh, also passed away, which he was 87, so that's not completely tragic. But uh, a loss, nonetheless. Yes, yes. So I wanted to I wanted to take a moment and think about the importance of life, death. Uh, you know what goes on in those those thoughts and feelings of of a person um, around those scenarios. And um, you know the the young baseball player. His name was Jose Fernandez. Very lively human being. Very outgoing. Um, but I understand, uh, you know, he had survived four attempts to defect from Cuba before he made it, and uh, he'd even done a stint in in prison because he'd got caught one of the times and had to do prison time. No kidding. So <laughs> you survived four trips across from Cuba, and then and then got in a boating accident with an extremely fast, nice boat here on a fluke accident, ran into a jetty. Well, I mean, they don't know all the details yet, but... It's an ongoing investigation. So, I just want I just want people to know that life is precious. Uh, tell the ones around you that you love them. Uh, somebody like Arnold Palmer, for example, the people came first to him. He loved being around his fans. Um, he created what was called Arnie's Army. They were kind of like his uh, followers back in the, the day before they were th- we had social media. They were the clones before the clones, <laughs> is what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. But but his mantra was to work hard, and, and he was who he was. He didn't change because of the, the TV or the camera or the fame. Like, he just, he grew up a hardworking guy, and that's what he was all the way until he passed away. And so... I just want everyone to understand how li- how precious life is, and uh, don't take it for granted because it can end at any time. Yeah, I I totally agree with everything you just said. So, all right, well, that was a somber moment. Sorry. All right, moving on. Moving on to happier and maybe a little more jovial conversation. Um, we're going to get into how the MLS, Major League Soccer here in America, has yet to get it right again. They they just can't get past. The American system of sporting events. It's like... Wrong. Wrong. And, and particularly we want to talk about, because right now the, the, the tables are winding down. And well, the playoffs are going to start. Well, yeah. So, so do, does MLS even use tables? Can we even use that term when referring to the uh, standings? Because Prop- tables don't determine who plays in the playoffs. Tables yeah. determine who wins the league. Right. And if you look on MLS's website, it says standings. Okay, so they're it, not tables. It's not a table. Okay, so we still have yet to even adopt the simple concept of a table when it comes to playing football, soccer. Yeah, th- this it, straight from MLS's website says supporter shield standings. When it should say sh- supporter shield Well, it should table. just be the MLS table. The MLS table. Yeah, 
We've got the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. We still feel the necessity to divide up into conferences. We don't have relegation or promotion, even though we have conferences, right? Well, yeah, but conferences, that's an American thing, dividing by geography, where in the soccer tables, they don't give a rip where you are. They go if play. You're, if, you're, if your team's in the right league, you go play. You go play. Now... Granted, their country's really not as big as ours. I was gonna say, like, do we do we real, realize the geographic yeah, strength? Now, how no, no, like, no, 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 how no, big no. is England? How big is Great Britain? It's not as big as the United States geographically. Like, is it as big as California? Would all these teams be like in California? Sure. Like California, Oregon. I mean, that that kind of land. There's like Texas, because I could see if every team was like located in Texas. How it would be easy to say, well, we're just going to, it doesn't matter where you're located, we're going to play everybody. But when you're in America. Here, this was actually first coming up. Uh, how big is size okay. versus the U.S. All right. So. Um, is it going to give us acreage? It's going to give us square kilometers. Okay. Yeah, again. 94,000 square miles, about 57% the size of California. So not even the size of California. Okay. So 60% of California. So basically from Sacramento South. From the base south, that's sure. probably the size of Great Britain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, obviously you can travel without restraint in that situation. But when you're in America, and you, you can't just be traveling. However, I mean, flights are flights. You can fly anywhere. Spain's about the size of Texas. Spain? 73% the size of Texas. Okay, so so again, uh, which league is that? La Liga. La Liga. So you you travel all over Spain to play in the La Liga. Yes. Okay, and, and Germany? I would assume Germany's probably about the same size as Texas. No, it's it's a little bit bigger country. It's bigger than Spain. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we as we digress. The point is, is we we still think we could we could not have conferences, and you could play in a table where, regardless of your geographic location, if you're in the upper league, you get to play. Wow, that's a great map. Texas yeah, so is Texas is Europe. the size of Germany, Switzerland, part of Austria, Czech Republic, uh, Netherlands, and Belgium. Okay, it, so so Texas is pretty big. France is probably about the same size as Texas. It looks close. like from that from yeah, that close. Map. Okay, so so but nonetheless, the French, nonetheless, the travel would be a little bit easier. Easier, but but my point is going to be with today's modern technology and a three-hour flight across country. It's Why should like, that matter? It's not like you're playing. It's not like you're playing like. It's not back like we're playing in. There's Lon- no back to backs well, like in the NBA. And it's not like we're playing in London and then have to fly to California to play the next match the next week and have jet lag no, for three days. Direct, we have a we have a direct flight. You'd be chartered most well, likely. But still, I mean, you're still even if you're chartered from London to California. That's that's if you can make it that far. I don't know. Jets usually pretty far. F- okay, so you go from London to New York to California. Well, we're even, talking about even the still the, the lag on your body. Well, I've never traveled to London. You're going to have some. some we know. Trouble. We know that I don't travel, <laughs> so I don't know what it's like flying from here to London because I yes, we've I digressed. I've not, not experienced that. But playoffs, playoffs. So the point is, why do we feel like we need to have playoffs? We created a college system playoff. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't the the idea to make every game important? I yes. Yes. So if you have a table versus a standing in a playoff system, isn't every game important? Well, eventually you do just come down to playoffs because eventually if you don't win... Then Le- Leicester City didn't have a playoff. What about Manchester what saying, United didn't have what a playoff. I'm saying is Chelsea didn't have a playoff. Virtually you have a playoff because you get down to within the last 10 games 
and you have to win seven of them. So you have uh, playoffs of sorts. And Tottenham failed. Okay. You know what I'm saying, though. You come down to a point where if you win the next seven of the last the ten games, you're going to win the league. Okay? That's sort of like a playoff. Every week, you just continue to chip away at that seven games you need out of those ten. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but why do we... So you're telling me, based on the MLS's structure currently, all I have to do is be sixth or better in my conference, and then I can win the championship. So basically, you you will negate the 2009 Real Salt Lake MLS championship. Well, I'm a, you know, I'm a they, fan, so I'm they, grateful they, they had were, it. They were like the last yes, place team. Yes. And they squeaked in and then went on through the playoffs to, to win that title. Right. But basically, they're just having a mini tournament. Whoever won the Supporter Shield that year is the champion. In your opinion. My opinion. Okay. So... Currently, it's FC Dallas. So, so Red what you're Bulls, saying is that the MLS has a, a winner, and then they have a tournament winner, kind of like in college basketball, where you have a conference champion, and then you have the tournament champion. Right? Could be completely two. They don't use the tournament to even dictate the champion of the conference. Right. And this this thing called supporter shield. Let's say uh, FC Dallas comes down to the last several games, and they want to rest their players so that they're fresh for the playoffs. The tournament. We're going to rephrase it. We're going to call it the tournament from now the on. MLS the tournament. MLS tournament. <laughs> so they're fresh for the tournament. Right. And they could give a rip about this winning the supporter shield. Well, and the if MLS, they win it, great. If they don't, so so what? The MLS is not incentivizing them to win the, the, the supporter shield, are they? I don't think so. There's, There's no benefit to win the supporter shield. Well, other you, than, get a, you get a like a piece of hardware that says you won it. Yeah, great. That, but what I'm saying, do you get like, do you get a number one seed in the in the MLS tournament? <laughs> haven't been that. Haven't dug that far into it. Okay, so anyway, they're the first seed in the West, so I would assume they get the buy. Well, I know they get the buy. There's a, I think there's two, two the first two places get buys. The first weeks. Okay. All right. And not only did we not just go with like a, a normal playoff, we have a home and a home, and we have aggregate goals exactly. to determine who. So you it's could like lose, a UEFA. You could lose both games in the playoffs or in the tournament and still advance to the next round of the tournament. No. No. You could tie and tie. You could tie and tie. As long as you scored more away goals than the other guy. The other guy. No. Because if you tied and tied, you'd have equal. I could lose. I could tie zero zero at home, right? And then and then win or tie two to two away, away. and win and win the advance. Would that would that would that two two tie go into penalty kicks? No, they do go into extra time first. So they'll go to extra time, then penalty kicks. And no, no penalty. No kicks. penalty kicks. No, they don't use penalty kicks to determine who advances in the in the in the tournament. Because RSL so. RSL's lost in one the championship. championship and won one championship. With penalty kicks. Yeah, that's the championship game, though. And the championship game's not a home-and-a-home. Home. It's one game. It's one, right. So you go home-and-a-home the whole way through the tournament. Until and then the, the championship. And then the game that matters. You only get one. You only get one. And it's a destination game. And it's it's, no. a des- it's at the no. best record. Home. Yep. Whoever has the best record gets home the team. home game. Yes. Lots, more, of de- lots of debatable topics. The more we talk about it, the re- more ridiculous this sounds. Why don't we just stick with the Supporter Shield MLS, please? Those of you who are soccer fans, please chime in. Comment below. Hit us up on Twitter. If you think we're wrong, great. Tell us, yeah, tell us your reasonings. 
debate. This is a good debate. We're we're open. Yeah, we're open for debate on this topic, considering that uh, at least uh, we will be doing the soccer community a favor by getting people talking about soccer here in America. It's not football. Not football. We've established that from the other episode. Yeah, if you have not listened to that episode. Football versus football. Football versus football was in episode one. You need to go back and listen to football versus football. All right, moving on. We're going to get into a segment we like to call, What the Freak is This? A popover. And it's the segment when we talk about a piece of gear or equipment or something that you would use on your adventure uh, on a weekend or on a vacation or something. Or at home. Or at home, yeah, yeah. sure. So what's the topic today, Max? Uh, today we're going to go over family tents. Family tents. Did you go camping this year? No. So um, we went camping once this year um, for five days, tent camping. Five days, your whole family? Yes, my whole family. We went to an undisclosed location in Idaho. It was so fantastic, I'm not even going to say where we went because I don't want anybody to go there. How about that? <laughs> that's that's like a true fisherman right there. It is a right true there. fisherman. I had to get reservations literally December 26th so that in exactly six months from the day, we would have a reservation. On June 26th? On June 26th is when we checked in. Okay. So I'm not going to tell anybody where we went because it was so fabulous. It was fabulous. It was Somewhere great. in Idaho. It was great. It was in Idaho. Uh, it was an adventure. We uh, we blew a trailer tire. Uh, had to change that on the side of the road. It was great. There was some hardware store runs involved. Hard, yes, there was a, 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 a two-hour... Gas station run. You know, we actually ended up going back towards a tractor supply store <laughs> to get two brand new tires for the trailer. I figured if I was changing one tire, I might as well just get two. And uh, You did us a favor, the, yep. fa- the rest of your family yep. favor, yep. by changing the tires. So anyway, we had a, an awesome time. Uh, however, we were in a tent that uh, probably was a little, little small for that extended of a time. And uh, so that got me doing some research on family tents. And the tents that I'm going to talk about all are considered eight-man tents, eight-people tents. What about the tents that are like tunnels that connect together? Have you seen those? Yeah, I would think that the problem with those is that the footprint that they're going to take up would be massive in comparison to what's provided for you if you're at an organized campground. If you're going to go out just to the middle of the desert or into the wilderness and set that up that and just find a big flat open field, then that's fine. But if anybody's going to go to actual campgrounds, you're very restricted and limited to the footprint size and the tent pad that's usually provided. And that just depends on the campground, though. Absolutely. But generally, they're all pretty similar. All organized campgrounds, all you know, well-maintained campgrounds, not primitive camping, are all generally, you know, 14 by 20, 20 by 10 uh, size camp pads that are provided at each campground. So we're not going to be talking about tunnels? No, these are actually going to be uh, legitimate good tents. How do you know those new tents aren't good? <sighs> They're about as good as the ones you blow up. I don't know. Dude, it, that sounds fabulous. Yeah. If anybody has used one of those inflatable tents, please chime in. Let me know. Uh, it has no poles. For for someone like like myself who's a city slicker, then that sounds great. Maybe we should maybe we could have talked to Mitch about that. Yeah, he, he did a he did a, like a cattle drive, right? He did. He was like a week long cattle drive where they slept out. Yep, he was a cowboy. Yeah, I that would have been awesome. And he could have used some of these tents I'm gonna talk about. He could have. So the first one 
I want to talk about, and this is after my, 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 my four or five days with my family in a tent. I thought, you know what, we need a bigger tent. I need to find something that's a little bit bigger. Um, if anybody's familiar with Spring Bar or Kodiak Canvas, we stayed in the six-man tent that was uh, whatever the equivalent is. It's the six-man tent, that's, but it was a Spring Bar. Great tents. They're a four-season tent. They are durable. Is You're only going to need to buy one of these in your life. There's no need to buy another one. Unless it gets slashed up. Unless it, well, even that, you can get it repaired for cheaper than you can buy a new one. Literally, if you're a moderate camper that goes a couple times a year, uses it you know, during the fall for hunting or whatever, a couple you know, Boy Scout trips a year, you're really only going to need to buy one if you go with a canvas tent. And the two canvas tent companies that I would recommend are Kodiak Canvas and Spring Bar. Now, the difference between the two would be this. Kodiak Canvas offers more windows in their tent, and they have a different kind of pole setup. Both are pros and cons. I like Spring Bar's poles better than Kodiak Canvas's poles. Now, the other thing with a Kodiak Canvas tent that I, I think is a little bit of a, a negative is that the stake loops at the bottom of the tent are uh, webbing, whereas a Spring Bar tent is going to have a metal loop sewn into the canvas, and they're a lot more durable. You can't pull them out as easily. Uh, granted, the ones that I have seen fail on the Kodiak canvas tents have been because Boy Scouts are nim nimbusles, and they, they just try to yank up right there by the stake, and they end up breaking that webbing. So if it was a family tent, you'd probably be all right. Now, I was looking for something a little lighter, because each of those canvas tents are going to be about 100 to 112 pounds. That's pretty heavy for a tent. Yeah, so I'm not taking it in my backpack. No, you're not taking it in your backpack, and the poles are like six feet tall. So it's even hard to get into some cars as far as just transporting it to go camping. Now, that led me to these two, the, the, these next two, which are the Coleman Instant Cabin 8, which I think has like 1,500 to 1,600 reviews on Amazon, and it's like a 4.5, 4.75. So it, it has some really good reviews, and I've seen them in the wild, and they look like they're a pretty decent tent. Never really slept in one or camped in them, but uh, from all the reviews I've read and the research I've done, people are really happy with how they hold up in weather and how easy they are to, to put up and take down. But the one that really intrigued me was the Fly Diamond 8 by Big Agnes. Now, Big Agnes is known as a backpacking company. They make ultralight tents. They make ultralight sleeping bags and sleep systems. And so I, I wanted to see what they would offer in like a family camp situation. Now, the Fly Diamond 8 retails for $6.99, which is the same price as the Kodiak Canvas tent. It is one of the only nylon tents that is considered a four-season tent, so you can use it in colder weather. It has 112 feet, uh, 112 square feet of interior space, and it only weighs 21 pounds. So the same price for a fifth of the weight? Yeah, and you know, everything folds down. You can transport it in a car very easily. It has a big cabin, and then it has like an attached little cabin to it. Uh, there's some really good videos on the internet if you're interested in seeing it, but that's the Fly Diamond 8, and you can find that on GearMaster.com. If you go to GearMaster.com and in the search box put in Fly Diamond 8, uh, the Big Agnes tent should pop up and you should be able to follow the link right to it and be able to find what you're looking for. That sounds fascinating. It's awesome. It's it's probably, I, I think it will be, if I'm going to buy a $600 or more tent, uh, I think the Fly Diamond will be the tent that I choose uh, based on how small you, it compacts, how light it is, and um, that it still can be used in cold weathers. And that is important here in Utah because fall 
and spring can tend to still be cold and some three-season tents just won't hold up in those environments. <laughs> Halftime! All right, so it looks like you've done your homework on this, and uh, if you guys are interested in uh, taking Max's advice and getting you a Big Agnes Fly 8. Fly Diamond. Fly Diamond 8. Then you can go to GearMaster.com. That's G-E-A-R-M-A-S-T-R.com. GearMaster.com. They're one of our best sponsors. We're going to get into them here in a little bit after halftime. Okay, my mini rant is about sharing the trail. I will never understand why there's a battle between mountain bikers and trail runners or snowboarders and skiers or tree huggers and people who like to ride motorcycles. Like, there's a trail there. Why can't we just share it? Dog walkers versus non-dog walkers. Exactly. You don't have to be a jerk either way just because you're doing a different activity. And that's the mini rant from Jerry G. Beck. All right, my mini rant is in, uh, came about last night when I was watching the Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bears Sunday night football game. And one of the commercials was for a new product by Kraft called Devour. Now, if you've seen these commercials, I am so sorry that you had to, to watch that. Okay, first of all, I apologize, not for craft, but just for humanity, okay? I have not eaten in Carl at Carl's Jr. for about three years because of how ridiculous their commercials are, okay? Just in general. They're just dumb. Now... They don't want to make you eat a big juicy burger no, all over your face? No, no, they don't. And the, uh, the Devour commercials have topped Carl's Jr. in the... Insaneness? Uh, in, in the... Uh, innuendo category if you get my drift i will refrain from using certain words based on i don't know the age of our audience but their commercials are completely inappropriate in a bad way and it's just dumb like i understand that certain things are used in advertisement that you know that this concept of sex sells but these devour they're freaking microwave dinners all right Microwavable dinners. So you can imagine you how what, good they now, taste. Listen, now you want to know what their their slogan is? It is food you want to fork. Unbelievable. I was just I just it was all I could take last night just to not lose it over this these devour microwavable meals. And uh, anyway, if you'd like to join me, hashtag we will never devour. Let's get that trending because of how ridiculous or their advertising is. Better one would be hashtag no more devour. Hashtag, I, I can't, I am ju- just beside myself at how ridiculous this ad campaign is. And those were the mini rants for episode three. All right, moving on from the mini rants. Uh, we just had to get that off our chest, but uh, we're going to get caught up with a good friend of our families, Mitch Robbins. Yeah, you know, uh, we were starting this podcast, and I thought, who better to go find and seek out some advice from than Mitch Robbins? Because he was in radio, he was in advertising, yep. he had some good experience and pointers that he could give us, and so... He's from New York, lived in a big market? Yeah, he knows his, he knows his stuff. And so I went and talked to him, and, and you know, he's the one that kind of... Got us lined up with Gearmaster. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, he uh, had a personal connection with that company. He said, "Hey, I got a perfect match for you guys. You need to contact them, Gearmaster, and you know, 
have them be one of your sponsors for the show. He set the meet. We, we met with the, the executives of GearMaster.com, met how their their gear engine works. It was a cheap lunch, by the way. Yeah. It was great. It was it was fantastic. Uh, what else What else is new with Mitch? Did well, you get a chance to talk to him other than Yeah, the, so I asked, him, I asked him how the, the, the advertising business was going, and, you know, it's... Uh, it's moving along quite nice. the The transition to uh, mobile has has benefited what he does, and he loves the 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 challenge that it is to to advertise on the radio. Is he still spending most of his time in the city? He is a city slicker, big time, big time. Um, Although he made room for Norman. Yeah, I was going to ask. Like, he's got to have some property, like maybe outside the city that I think would accommodate. He, I think he uh, had livestock. to rent a space. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh Norman's still Norman's no, still good? No, Norman tasted very good though. Well that happens. Yeah. So the natural uh progression of life took Norman and and he Hey, what was he his, was enjoyed by many. Yeah, what was um God, what was his friend he had a friend that was a sporting goods salesman Ed. That, that we would get sporting goods baseball stuff from when we were kids. Yeah, I think that was Ed was probably one of the uh inspirations to Gearmaster. Yeah, I, I would think cuz he was always worried about the best pricing. He what? You know what? And he he had a good he had a good thing going. I hope I hope he's doing well. But the one that I was I was most interested to ask Mitch about was Curly. Because Mitch told me the story of when he went on this cattle drive and you know, that's how he ended yeah, up with was, that's how he ended up with Norman. It was 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 uh, was Mitch. It was Ed. Ed and Phil. Yes, the grocery right? store manager. Phil, yeah, yeah. So these guys go on the cattle drive for their vacation, and Mitch is very upfront about this is my vacation, and he wanted to have the he had the attitude of don't make me do something I don't want to do on my vacation. Well, turns out they made him do lots of stuff he didn't want to do. He ended Cur- up Curly did. Curly did. Yeah, yeah, Curly scared the living heck and out of everybody. Wasn't, this wasn't just like something staged. Like this was an actual cattle drive that uh, these cows really did need to move, get moved from. I think from, it was Colorado to New Mexico. Yeah, somewhere it was a big. It was a big deal. Yeah, and so you know, Curly was an intimidating figure. Uh, Mitch described him as leathery. Leathery. Yeah, that would be. He's a, he's a leathery. Okay. And. Uh, so scared him to death. In fact, one t- one of the days, Mitch turned to him and asked, "Curly, did you kill anyone today?" And Curly turned and said, "Day ain't over yet." Nice. And Mitch's eyeballs pop out like a cartoon. You know, he was just he was like a little girl. I don't think was... Mitch had ever left the city before he did that, did he? For a tough New Yorker, he was kind of a pansy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some people are going to be mad I said that, but whatever. Um. So anyway, I asked him about Curly. I said, Mitch, how's Curly doing? And, you know, I know we talked about death a little bit earlier, but, but Curly died eight years ago. And, uh, you know, rest his soul. Uh, he's going to be someone that's missed. Absolutely. And we can definitely guarantee that Curly didn't kill anyone today. Yes, we can. The size of his... Mitch said the size of his... If any of you have seen Crocodile Dundee... Yeah. Like... You know, that's that's not a knife. Yeah, the knife scene. This is a knife. Yeah, yeah. And, and he pulls out the knife, and it's like a thirteen-inch blade. Well, it's a machete. Whatever. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of knife Curly had. Gotcha. 
So anyway, Mitch is doing great. Advertising world's moving along. He's been a a, a good source for help with uh, getting our podcast up and going. And uh, you know, I got to got to hear another little bit about Curly while we were while we we're sitting there having lunch. He always has a good story. Mitch does. He's a storyteller. He's always got a good story. So, well, good. I'm glad we were able to get caught up with Mitch Robbins and. Uh, Let's move on to the end of the podcast. All right, here we go. Summing it up, what did we talk about today, Max? Well, we talked about family tents. We talked about the... uh, Which one's the best? Which one's the best? Which ones I prefer? We talked about... No, I'm asking you, which one was it? uh, Fly Diamond... Big Agnew? Big Agnes. 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 Big Agnes, Fly Diamond 8. Fly Diamond 8, okay. Uh, We got caught up with Mitch Robbins. We talked about uh, MLS playoffs. Playoffs! And... We just shared some things we thought people would like to know, such as Uber gift cards and how life is precious in the wake of the uh, Marlins player, Jose Fernandez Jose Fernandez, and Arnold Palmer yep. passing away this weekend. All right, so what are we going to talk about next week? I think that we got on the docket, uh, one second here. Hydration packs. Hydration packs. Oh, um, we're going to have a really, really, really special guest. Uh, a guest or we're just going to... Well, I think we should have him on. Have him on, okay. We'll effort that. We will effort that to get. We'll try him on. and get. We'll try and get him on. If not, we have some good stories. Are we talking about the the little league baseball coach? Yes, he's a fantastic little league baseball oh, coach. Man. There's no better. Uh, there are very few. Uh, uh, having some of the best little league baseball coaches, I would put Coach Dugan right up there with some of the best little league coaches that are around nowadays. And you know what? He's not afraid to give a go- give good advice. Heck no. Heck no. He always had time for fans. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it paid more. So we'll visit with him. Maybe visit with him. We'll try. If we can't visit, we'll come up with the... We'll make sure we give you a good understanding of what he's been up to. Okay. And then uh, we got a a topic near and dear to my heart because I'm about to go there. Uh, We're going to talk about Red Bull Rampage. Rampage! Red Bull Rampage! Red Bull Rampage! And if you haven't ever been, I highly suggest you find tickets and go. It's coming up in two weeks. And you'll have a hard time finding tickets. So they release tickets in August every year. If you can't find them this year, put your calendar, put a reminder on your calendar of August to you know, follow the Red Bull Rampage page or Twitter account or whatever it is that they make you follow. And uh, you can get your tickets for that. But that's uh, what we have on the docket for, for, for next week. Awesome. And remember... Green side side up. up. Hashtag never devour.